You're listening to Tango Uncorked. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tango Uncorked. I'm your host, Adam Hoopengardner, and I am here with part three of my Cleveland series. I realize I made an announcement at some point that I was gonna re- I was gonna release every Tuesday. It's been a hectic week, hectic weekend. The summer is is upon us, and and I'm a busy man in the summer. Um, we did buy the car. We went to the Jersey Shore, and that was our weekend. So I'm just getting back into the swing of things. We had Tango Cafe last night. It was a great evening. Uh, we had our raffle, which we're going to continue with next week for 20 free entrances to Tango Cafe in celebration of the dance school. You should be dancing's 20th year anniversary, which is coming up in September. Uh, I was originally planning to skip this week, but I was getting inundated with emails. Thousands of emails asking, where is the show, Adam? What happened? Why is part three not out yet? Uh, That's a lie. I had one email, and actually that's a lie. It was a Facebook message. Somebody just said they liked the show. But I took that to mean that thousands of people are waiting. Uh, So that's where we're here. And today, in part three, I have... Uh, La Guardia Vieja, the one and only Pooja Kumar, who's now currently based in Austin. And from the sound of it, she's going to stay there for a while. She seems to enjoy it. And she's uh, very busy and active in the tango community. Uh, She's got some things coming up, which we will discuss in the uh, sit-down and the chat. Uh, Otherwise, if you're getting this now, it's about 20 to 7, and I'm running out the door to DJ La Nacional. So... Uh, download the podcast, get on the train, and come see me tonight. Um, what else is going on? I think that's about it. Busy weekend. Tribes in town. I'm going to go see them play the Yankees on Saturday. Uh, we are in second place, and, uh, well, hopefully we, we, we scratch our way out, as they say, in the business of baseball. Um, that's all I have for now, but please enjoy the uh, the in- interview, the sit-down, the chat with Pooja. And I will be back next week with part four with Cleveland's own Craig Harrington. All right, everybody. Thank you. Holy crap, that's the third time. So the podcast listeners are going to recognize that sound because I've been whacking my freaking knee on this. Hello. I'm here with Pooja Kumar, correct? Yes, correct. Well, nowadays. Nowadays. Now that I've changed my name back to my real name on Facebook. Can you scoot in a little bit more? Yes. Or bring the mic towards you? Either way. I'm worried about, like, messing up your setup Just hold on. Uh... I mean, there's literally a sign that says, please do not touch. I know, and people get, they do touch. I'm, I'm trying to follow the rules. All right, I'm going to watch my knee this time. Hello, Pooja. Hi. How's Austin? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. What's what's so amazing? Everything. Sell me. Sell you on Sell me Austin? Austin. Well, the people are pretty awesome. Every single night is like a block party where everybody that you don't know is like your best friend. And that's kind of cool. I, I don't buy it. Why? Everybody at night just comes outside and starts partying with each other? 
at least on Rainy Street, they do. It's, wow. like, it's a street of nothing but bars because they didn't want to get rid of these amazing old houses. So people bought up each one and turned it into a bar. And now it's like the lawns of these houses are just like one big block party. Wow. It's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. It's kind of like what we we like to do here. You know? Yeah, it is kind of like what we're doing here at the Cleveland Tango Marathon. Be friendly and, and drink and all and that And hang stuff. out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how uh, you've been in Austin for two years now? Two years, and you seem to like jump right in there and start doing stuff. I mean, I I didn't jump right in straight away. I think I took the first three to six months just to see what was going on, because I wanted to be careful to to not like just blow over the existing community. So yeah. I waited to see, you know, how it was going. Initially, I went to like every milonga, danced with everybody, hung out with everyone. And, and eventually I kind of just started to find my way around it. And um, you have 22 or 3 degrees, right? 20, what do you mean 22? You've, you've, been, you've studied everything. Oh, okay, okay you're exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. A, you're exaggerating a bit. I'm exaggerating, I, but uh, from when I, f- when I first met you, I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, you've yeah. I, I, so in undergrad... Yeah. I officially, on my diploma, studied political science and psychology. Okay. But unofficially, I also um, completed a comparative literature and philosophy major. And then, super unofficially, I took all of the business school classes because my now ex, but boyfriend at the time, um, his mom had cancer. So I took all the classes and then taught them back to him so he could take all of the exams. Wow. Yeah. And then, afterwards, I went to law school. So I did that. And I, th- but I don't quick, think that's 22 just, degrees. Just real quick, you went to law school. Well. After all that stuff, you're like, ah, got to do yeah, law. My parents are Indian. So the only real jobs you could have are a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. That's like India, Asia. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like going to law school was the shortest. It was like three years. Yeah. I was fascinated to learn at once that to pass the bar, you actually don't even need to go to law school. You just take the bar. Well, I mean, that- it helps you, of course, but. No, it, it actually depends on the state that you are right. taking it in. Yeah. yeah, like in California, you can take it without going to law school. Yeah. But a lot of other states, you do actually. Yeah. Have no, to no, go. I yeah. know. I know it's state yeah. by state, but I think of, I, I think it was California that I'd heard about yeah. being like that. I was like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You just take a bar. Um. Yeah, but funny enough, I didn't practice for very long. I think it was like eight or nine months. Uh-huh. And then I kind of proved to my parents that maybe it wasn't the best idea. Because it was like also around the time that the legal economy was collapsing. Uh-huh. So um, I ended up leaving that and getting into the world of like anti-money laundering, counter-terrorist financing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's intense, uh-huh. but you feel like you're doing a lot of good for the world. So you kind of stick with it and it pays pretty well. So it helps, it helps were, support that tango habit. You did that in New York, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're like an investigator? Were you like an investigator? I was when I first started out. And then I went um, from investigations to doing more like project and program management of like creating those sort of departments. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, I tried some like business advisory type functions where I would like sit in between like product teams and legal and compliance teams because they don't really speak the same language. Mm-hmm. So like helping each other understand 
like translator. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. And then like also trying to help them negotiate with one another to come to compromises, right? Because if we never take risks in business at the end of the day, like you're but not going to But don't they have the far. same goals in the end? Not really. One is very risk averse and one wants to take all the risks, hmm. right? It's like, especially in today's day and age, most people want to be the market disruptor. Mm-hmm. But that's usually going against the grain of like how much risk right. a lawyer or whomever else might want to take. Yeah. So there's some like negotiation that happens and so you just what kind of law was it you were doing you weren't oh i i technically i practiced property insurance law Uh uh-huh but honestly i also had like undergrad property insurance sorry not undergrad but i did like internships and things where i was like clerking for a judge and writing opinions and i also like worked at a nonprofit for the arts so you can do a lot of variety because law school really, unless you specialize in like patent law uh-huh. and take a whole other set of like exams and things like that, you're really a generalist right. because the law changes so often. You kind of have to go and do research onto whatever topic you're looking at. And, it, and then it's like learning how you're going to be a lawyer uh, rather than specializing in something. Usually people fall into something initially and then they just kind of get into it and stick with it. Hmm. Right, so, right, right. Because yeah. you find like a niche that you feel yeah. comfortable with and you're fascinated by the work or the research or things you're well, learning. Perhaps. Or it's just what the l- job you ended up getting, right? Yeah. Like oh, sometimes it's the practicality yeah. of the yeah, matter yeah, yeah, and yeah. you actually don't like it very much yeah, at all. Yeah. That, that was what happened I, to me I, with I talked law. to a lawyer once and he said uh, a long time ago, he just said basically most of his friends make their money in real estate. They don't <laughs> make their money <laughs> yeah, practicing law. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they have the inside track. Like they get a lot of insider information so they can like know what buy and when to buy and yeah like i'm curious how that works with like insider trading laws they probably shouldn't say that very well, often well i don't it, not insider in that sense i know just, just having access to some yeah, information yeah and in, in this case it's perfectly legal so yeah i think i don't fuck it i don't know i'm not a lawyer i, don't I know. hope since they're talking about it <laughs> do you know ted from portland portland ted. oregon ted rowe i've met him a few times but i can't say that i he's know a him lawyer. super well oh is he really but he, he's funny because anytime he like he has he has a conversation in, in and it happens to to basically if he's if he's in an, uh, an argument with you not an argument like in a bad way but like if he's trying to prove a debate, point, a debate yeah. if he wins he says lawyered <laughs> <laughs> so I don't necessarily do that <laughs> it's fucking hilarious but I've been told like now being in more of the corporate and tech world that I still write like a lawyer hmm. So I don't necessarily always speak like one, but so I definitely your write. your I's and cross your T's. I dot my I's, I cross my T's. Yeah. I, uh, I write in this format that in law school is called like IRAC. Hmm. It's talking about an issue, the rule that applies to it, the analysis of how that rule applies to your particular issue, and then what the con- conclusion is so mm-hmm. that you can make an argument that is like a sound and valid one. And okay. apparently, even in like the business context, that's kind of the way I approach things. And so everyone's always like, yeah, of course we're talking, we're talking to a lawyer. Like her, uh, all of her things are written like a brief. Uh-huh. So, but I think it's very effective. It gets the point across. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's very efficient and it maximizes your, your uh, time and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what's going on? What are you up to in Austin? I know you have a, an event coming up in November. Yes. November? November 1st to the 3rd. Malaleche so, weekend. Yeah, if you're not going to be in Malaleche, <laughs> that's where you should be. Prioritize Malaleche, of course. But if if you're not at Malaleche, no, I'm only saying that because I'm losing out. 
Like, <laughs> Nor'easter's next weekend in Maine. Yeah. I can't go. Malaleche. Last month, Rod and Jenny and their crew had the um, the event in Chicago, first weekend. Yeah. I'm not complaining because they're doing it the first weekend. Obviously, there's no conflict except yeah. that I can't attend. That's, I know. That's the conflict. Well, um, maybe in the next couple of years, my next event will be at a time when you can come. Because uh, I actually only do pop-up events. Right. So they move around all the time. They're not always going to be on a Malaleche weekend. Yeah, like this is sort of a pop-up event. It just happens to be at the same place. Yeah. Well, same city, but not the same place. It's well, actually... Well, Mahals, oh, I mean. Oh, sorry, yes. Or Mahals. I'm Mahals. still not sure how it's pronounced. I feel like I've heard Mahals, but I don't really know. I know that the way I say it is wrong, and I think I say Mahals. So then Mahals so might be right. So it's got to be Mahals. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of the date, I I move it just yeah. based on when I want to visit and when the the places available and all those yeah. things, yeah, which I, li- I think makes sense. Um, well, your f- flight is coming. It is. I mean, it's not coming. It's leaving. <laughs> it's leaving. But it's probably coming first so yeah. that it can leave. Yeah, it's probably coming from somewhere. 12 minutes huh? to go oh, okay. before I have to leave. Okay. My flight leaves in about two hours. All right. Well, we are going to make it short. Yes. Because I was saying how last night I had trouble with that. Yeah. But I think, I think we can do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then if in the future, if you're in New York or if I'm in Austin and I happen to bring all the stuff, maybe we do a normal Sounds good. longer episode. Is there anything else we want to discuss? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of flying by. Like I have so much going on this weekend that it's hard to sit in and, and engage one-on-one. Well, especially with the door opening and closing yeah. <laughs> and all the other things I'm sure you have going on in your mind. Yeah. Because yeah, this yeah. is the eighth year, right? Like, yeah. It's just a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, the one thing I would say is for me this is like one of the events that i come to every year mainly because it has that austin type of vibe to it in Mm. that like i do feel like i see my tango family here like i got to start really studying tango with you and chico and it'll always be the case for me that whenever i see you guys it's like family so i love being here are you um is austin gonna be the place for a while you think you seem I to be so. pretty... Yeah. After 10 years of moving around yeah. um, because of work, I finally decided to choose it and like find work afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty happy there. What kind of so. work are you doing now? I work at Facebook now. Oh. Um, I can't say much more than that without talking to them first. So maybe, oh, okay. maybe we'll save That's that conversation f- for, for another you always, time. You, oh, yeah. Now I remember like every time, not every time because we don't talk often, but even in your previous career, like I asked you like what you do and you're like, I'm... Not a lot to talk about. Wait, there's a lot of confidentiality <laughs> around like a lot of the type of work that I do because it, it is a lot of like a risk management and does involve like working with the government a little bit That's or like working internally with like high risk areas. So I don't necessarily want yeah. you talking about all of no, this no. stuff. No, especially like, on this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so that's, that's cool. Um, it's very intriguing though. Now people are going to like be sending you messages like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I got to know what the fuck you do. Well, they could come to Austin, to Crusadito, okay. <laughs> November 1st to the 3rd. Yeah. And then maybe we can talk about it. I'll, um, I'll try to get permission before and that. who's going to be there? I saw Alberto and Michaela. Yes. Um, there's going to be... Doing, you're doing an art show there. Yeah. That's so... my... So, can I... I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. When I... I came to Cleveland a long time ago. I found this bowling alley that my friends have, and I was flying back to New York, and I picked up a magazine about this arts festival in Bern, Switzerland, that turned into, like... It started with like two people and it turned into like a hundred thousand. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of what I was, you know, it, it, this is not going to be that, but 
I wanted art. I wanted music. I wanted like all this yeah. stuff, and maybe it'll happen. But you're doing something kind of like that. Yeah. Um. Well, in general, when I so after exploring Austin for a little while in the tango scene there, I kind of decided to finally start a company around tango, and it's called Guardia Vieja. And and really like in addition to just bringing people together, I really want to make sure that more and more people are exposed to tango in a lot of different ways. Because mm. I think, at least in the United States, we've been very good at like teaching the dance and creating dancers, but not necessarily so much of the culture around mm. it, mm-hmm. right? Like when you go to a milonga in Buenos Aires, not everybody there is there to dance. Right. Some people just want to listen to the music. Some people just want to see their friends, see yeah, their friends and get a dinner, drink and yeah. catch up with them. And I don't always see that here. And I want more of that. So like last year when I brought El Cachivache, I marketed it as a concert intentionally because I didn't want people to feel like, oh, if I can't dance tango, I can't go. Mm-hmm. There were about 40 people who weren't tango dancers who just came to listen to the music. Right. And some of them actually really enjoyed kind of watching the interpersonal exchanges between people. And now they still come to my tango events more so to hang out and watch and see what's going on than because they ever want to dance it. Right. And the art aspect of Crusadito is similar. Like, if you just like to watch a movie, there's going to be a documentary film screening on the last day. Mm. If you really like vinyls and want to collect them, like, there's a vinyl DJ who's actually going to be selling the vinyls after he's done DJing, so you can actually get them as a collector's item. There's also artwork. Michaela and a local artist to Austin, Rachel, are going to be sharing, like, more illustrative work, whereas um, Stella and Steven are going to be sharing photography. Um, and all the pieces are actually up for sale as well. So you can go check it out and actually have that be a part of your own space. You can also just come and see it. And the art installation piece of it, like Rachel will be doing an activity with anyone who's bought a ticket where we're creating like articulated puppets that are going to be kind of hanging from the ceiling and around the art installation area. So it's like a mini milonga with the faces of everybody who bought tickets. Hmm. That's cool. And then you get to come and dress them up. So Isn't it awesome how, just to your point, Tango is this dance, yeah. But it's there's so many other things yeah. that can be created f- around it. Like you're doing yes. this event that's encom- encompassing. You know, you can teach, you can DJ, you can just be a nice person and dance with people. Exactly. You can uh, show up and hang. I, it, like when certain people start dancing tango, the more social they are off the bat, the more I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna make it because yeah. If you're only if you're, I mean. A lot of introverts dance because it gives them a social outlet and they don't normally know how to access that right. in their personality. And I totally respect that too. But when I meet social bees, I'm like, oh, they'll be fine. Because even if they don't dance for like two years, they don't get good or whatever. Yeah. A fish, a proficient. They'll at least enjoy their time here. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's, that's always, I, don't, I like that. I think that's yeah. Cool. And, and even like extroverted introverts though, like. Like, a lot of people come to me sometimes and they think I'm just being clicky because I sit with my friends. And what they don't realize is even though from the outside I seem to be very extroverted, I'm actually introverted. It takes a lot of energy out of me by the end of a milonga or by the end of hosting. Yeah, I think right? I've, like, I've changed over the years. Yeah. I've become much more introverted. Even doing this yeah. podcast, like, I have to, like, really motivate myself right. to be like, all right, we're going <laughs> to talk to somebody. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> exactly. And, and And the thing is, like, but that's just the perception, right? And if anybody comes up to me, I'm happy to have a conversation with them, but it actually takes a lot more energy for me to go mm-hmm. and find the people to talk to. Yeah. Even my events, like I love organizing them and I love bringing them together, but you'll rarely see me like make any announcements or like be the star of it because right. I actually don't like that. I just yeah. I just want everybody else to come and have a good time. Yeah. And I want to show off those people 
who are doing so much to build community, to like bring other aspects of tango together. But I really want them to be the showcase yeah. because I don't actually enjoy that. No, I agree. And I think like that's, I don't know if Chico and I ever really deliberately discussed this, but we've always tried to foster a place where like you're the person coming feels like this is their space yeah. and we're just there hanging out and not like you're coming to our, yeah. you know, cause you go to some pieces and it's like, the, the, the organizer is like obviously the star here. Yeah. And you yeah. just feel like, ah, I no. don't know, man. Well, for what it's worth, I never really felt that way. I really felt like, again, I was just coming to hang out with my tango family of mm -hmm. friends that were very important to me now. And yeah. like you guys allowed that to be created, though, because you had the space for it. And I think like you guys are great at just like holding space for people yeah, to I come mean, be themselves and do their thing. And like yeah. it's there. As long as people are, are you know, want to do that and then 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 we have the space like like yeah. cleveland is i feel like we try to yeah. do the same thing here not try to i mean last year nobody knew a lot of people who were newer didn't know i was one of the hosts because alberto <laughs> michaela run it now you yeah know? yeah and like i would walk around and say hi to people and they were like what the fuck is this guy <laughs> <laughs> i i think sometimes at some of my events too people don't realize that there is maybe a host yeah. <laughs> and like they're just like, oh, somebody told me about this and I'm here now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm, yeah, but I'm glad that people are hearing about it. And they know as long as they kind of also follow some of the rules around like right. paying at the door if you're going to dance yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like very basic things. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, okay. I do think I have to catch do. that flight. Yes. So this Until may be a good next place. Time, go to Austin in November or tomorrow even. It's yeah. a nice place apparently. They Anytime. have parties all the time on the streets. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Pooja. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. See you soon. And there we go, everybody. That was me and Pooja sitting down, chatting, catching up. She used to live in New York. Haven't seen her in a long time, but it sounds like she's doing a lot of fun stuff in Austin. So go check her out down there in the Austin Tango community in general. I am gonna buzz out. I have to DJ in an hour and twelve minutes. I hope to see you all soon. Have a pleasant weekend. Take care.